Hello, welcome to the Connecting Us podcast. I'm your host, Angela. I'm so excited that you took the time out of your day to just tune in and listen. I hope you find it enjoyable and I look forward to sharing so much with you in this episode. Hey everyone, I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for joining me for the second episode of Connecting Us. I hope it is better than the first one. Um, I'm hoping I can only go up each episode and uh, learn how to edit better and learn how to put things together a little bit better. But nonetheless, I'm excited to be uh, reaching out and communicating and um, in a different way than just a different avenue than um, typical for me. So it's something new and I'm excited about it. Um, so just a quick question. I don't know about you guys, but I'm wondering if you guys um, have bitten your nails down to the quick and if you still have some hair left or if you're bald at this point because this year has been a doozy. I do know that I probably have some... Um, gray hairs, multiple gray hairs from this year. Um, and currently like I probably have gained 10 or 20 gray hairs this past few weeks. Um, just with the election that's upon us and I wanted to get this podcast out. Um, like maybe the day of the election was my, my ideal. So I decided to like put it together, um, on the, the eve of the election so I know that that the the anxiety and fear is really, really high. I can tell that by talking to people. Um, I can tell that by reading posts, uh, hearing that the National Guard is um, waiting in case there's some civil unrest. So, I mean, we have a lot to be fearful of. I think people are nervous. But I want to say, I want to be an encouragement, and I want to say that we do have the capability to overcome this craziness, and we have overcome things as a nation before, and I think that we've lost sight of that. Somewhere along the way, and I don't know how or where it happened, I don't want to give my prediction of all that, but we have lost the idea that we're stronger together. Um... Because I can tell you, certainly, the divide is not helping the situation in our nation. And for months, you know, I talked about it last episode, we've been dealing with a pandemic and things changing and people adapting to that. People like uh, being in quarantine, not understanding, you know, we've probably, some of us thought that this would be over by now, like the pandemic would be done. Um, But yet here we are. But I think it's important to know that there's something else that is spreading much like COVID and probably even more so than COVID. And that is the spread of discord and hate, especially surrounding this election. Um, As we're approaching, it has gotten uh, the hate and just the the meanness with everyone um, has gotten worse um, over the past few weeks. It's kind of like we're all out there just like 
fighting bulls or something. I don't know how to explain it. Like we're trying to wrap a pig in a blanket for goodness sakes. It's, it's just nasty out there. I don't know if you've ever tried to like hog tie a hog, but it's, it's interesting. You know, it's kind of like how this year has been. And, um, that's kind of like where we are with each other. Like it's, it's what I call an infection almost. And the reason I call it that I was doing some research for this episode, um, election infection is what I call it. And Webster, I looked up in Webster and one of the definitions of infection is, uh, infection as the community it defines infection as the communication of emotions or qualities through example or contact. So there's this communication and if you look at it today, we have so many ways of communicating, um, you know, before where it was just, you know, phone or our letter, we now have social media, several avenues. Um, we have several news outlets, um, radio and just different avenues of communication to, actually it kind of is spreading the divide there's no middle ground um with the communication it seems like and i would be silly to say that supporters on both sides are not are both sides um are not passionate to say that they are that really is an understatement i don't know what a a word um that would outrank passionate is, I mean, it's downright scary how that both sides are, you know, very passionate about to the point where in some instances where it's hurting people and that's no matter what side you're on, that's not okay. Um, and so I was, I was trying to figure it out and I was looking up quotes for this episode to put it together. Um, And it's interesting, I was looking up quotes about hate, and William Shakespeare, um, in the play Antony and Cleopatra, there's a quote from that that says, in a time we hate that which, in time we hate that which we often fear. So, you know, it starts out as fear. Like, we were fearful of the pandemic, we're fearful of... Um, just things that maybe we are like, there's always fear sometimes with the unknown or fear with, uh, maybe somebody's values that maybe don't align with ours. And then we that fear breeds into hate and it's just ugly. Um, so with the election right around the corner, tensions are rising and I would be lying like Pinocchio if I said, that a part of me isn't anxious or nervous because either way the results are going to have some interesting effects you know um people are going to be upset no matter the outcome and you know i know like we vote and we hope to have like the candidate that we vote for win but the the mat the fact of the matter is while we vote, we don't, at the end, we don't have control, like we can't predict or um, speculate which one at this point is going to win. It's very close. So we can't be responsible for the results in a a sense. Um, 
but what we can be responsible for is the possible like results and our response to those results. We can be responsible for the response. Um, and I think that that's important to know no matter how um, it turns out that at the end of the day you're responsible for your response and it's up to you how you respond. Um, I'm hoping that it won't be the civil unrest that's predicted. I'm hoping that we can get it together. Um, but we'll see, you know, and I think the other scary part is, honestly, I can't recall in my 40 year lifetime, um, the tension around the election being so high. I just don't remember, and maybe I'm just too young, but I don't remember parades and um, the debates and things like that, or lack of debate, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember it being, um, tension being so high around it. And, you know, when I created this podcast, I thought, well, I want to find a way that connects us. And I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, okay, Ange, what is the connection here to the, the election infection? Like, how do we all connect with this? And the connection point is that no matter who we're voting for, we're motivated and passionate about it. So there's a passion and sometimes a motivation. We want change. Now, either one side wants a new type of change or the other one wants the current change to keep going, but they want, bottom line is we want change. We are all passionate about who we're voting for. And that doesn't make us wrong or right. I think how we go about it um, can often be what makes it wrong or right. Um, so I'm hoping that that makes sense, but that's the connection that we're all passionate about this election and about the change that we want to see. Welcome back. So while thinking about the concept for this episode, um, I sat down and began to brainstorm and think, how do we stop the infection of hate and discord? How do we stop this election infection, if you will? And I know, like, in the physical realm, when there's an infection, we take some antibiotics, or we, um, if it, our wound gets infected, we draw it out in some way. So there's treatable ways, and that seems a little bit simpler than the infection that we're facing. And so in my thinking and my brainstorming, I began to think, well, what is the opposite of some of the stuff? And that's how we fight it. That's how we combat it. And so that being said, we must combat the infection if there is. So if there's an infection of hate, we combat it with love. If there is fear, we combat that with peace and hope. If there's evil, we combat it with good. And if there's sadness, we combat it with joy. 
And I can tell you, honestly, when I have sessions and um, there's a sad energy, eventually, if there's some sort of laughter, if there's something that maybe I say, believe it or not, in therapy that makes somebody laugh, it tends to combat that sadness. Um, so here lately, during all this, I'm really been focusing on peace and praying for peace, meditating for peace, because I can honestly tell you that I've had enough uh, of the way that things are going. And I know just by listening to folks and reading what people are saying, I know I'm not the only one who has reached this, like, just, like, not end of the rope, but just, we're tired. This year has made a lot of people tired. It's like we've had this continuous marathon with just a couple bottles of water and that's it. Um... So it's in times like these that I also seek out wisdom from great philosophers, peacemakers, and people who have influenced society. <clears throat> and when I thought about it, I was like, well, here are some prescriptions from people on how we fight this. So I'll give you an example. St. Paul said, let us not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that he's saying, hey, um, you're not going to win by fighting evil with evil. And it's simply, because simply if you think about it, if there's two evil forces facing each other, the battle is in the same, it's the same mindset. There's nothing... Um, to, it's kind of like the same strategy, if you will. The Dalai Lama said, feelings of anger, bitterness, and hate are negative. If I kept those inside of me, they would spoil my body and health. They are of no use. He's right. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times when I'm stressed or I'm upset, like, if I get into an argument with um, someone, or especially my significant other, or if I'm angry about something, I get a headache, I don't feel good, I'm irritable, I don't sleep well. So it doesn't serve us physically, mentally, or emotionally to be angry or bitter or negative. It is harmful to our well-being, our whole self. The Prophet Muhammad said, The best among you is the one who doesn't harm others with his tongue and hands. So he took it a little bit further and he said, hey, it's not just with your hands or hitting someone, but it's by what you say and what you speak. So to be the best that we can be as humans, we have to make a decision not to harm others with our words and with our hands. Buddha said, Hatred does not cease by hatred, but only by love. This is the eternal rule. So Buddha had it right. He said, love is the key. Again, kind of like what St. 
Paul said, you know, you can't overcome by fighting with the same plan. Jesus, the OG said, and he, like, I don't, he's, I tell you what, he said, but if you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Do y'all know how hard that is? To pray for somebody who mistreats you and to do good for them? Like, thank you for um, saying nasty things to me. Here's a pie that I baked you. Like, it's hard. The great Martin Luther King Jr. said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And then Maya Angelou said, Hate, it has caused a lot of problems in this world, but yet it has not solved one. You know, and as I read and I was studying for this episode and putting these together, all these amazing people repeated the same message. And some of them didn't even know each other, but they repeated that same message again and again. And that is that hate is not the answer. And it's not going to solve the problems that we are facing. And I know that we are not going to be able, I would be foolish to sit here and think that, oh, we're going to be able to eliminate all the hate in the world. But it takes one person to create a ripple effect. And that one person... You know, if there's more than one person and there's uh, several of us, eventually we create these waves of love. I want to leave you with this one final quote. Um, it says, The day the power of love overrules the love of power the world will know peace and that's so true it's not about having power but it's about the power of love so my prayers and my meditations are for peace for everybody listening and for those who don't even listen I want each and every one of you to Please take time to step away from the news briefly for the next few days, no matter what happens. Um, take time to, um, for yourselves, do what you need to do. Take a bubble bath, take a walk. Um, if it's safe, just do things that are going to be helpful. Go garden. And draw out the infection by loving those who are near and dear to you. I think that's where it can start. I think that's where we can connect. And I really appreciate you again tuning into this episode. Um, may peace and love be with everybody. And I'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Connecting Us podcast. I'm Angela, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also follow us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. It'd be amazing if you would. And if you want to be a guest or you have feedback or just a question, you can send us an email at connectinguspodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And as the great Martin Luther King Jr. stated, we must learn to live together as brothers or perish as fools. Have an amazing week and smile at someone. Bye for now. Thank you.